welcome to Trade Centre Live for the final time for 2021, brought to you by Sportsmate and Footy Live, where we talk all things trades, bringing you all the breaking news and real opinions from real fans. We are going to wrap up all the moves from the trade period that finished last night and speak about each team's performance and give them a grading for their wheeling and dealing over the past couple of weeks. We did it all trade period as well. We talked to real fans, big fans across all 18 clubs, diving into their season and moves around the trade period. It was great. You know what the best thing about that was? It was because we heard the best and most important voice of all. No, not Luke's. The fans. The fans' voice. Because that is what it's all about, people. That's what we're all about. Giving the fans a voice. Because they are the ones who keep this beautiful game going. Speaking of beautiful, something that's definitely not is Nick Guglielmino. And uh, he's joined by Luke McGuire today to talk all things trades with me. Welcome, boys. Thanks for having us on, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, another another trade period done and dusted. So it wasn't as eventful as what uh, we've come to get used to over the years. Mm. But nonetheless, we're here and we're here to wrap it up. We are. Lucas, are you happy to be here? Extremely. I'm always happy to be uh, talking to you guys about footy, but um, I think it was the worst trade period ever. So I'm not. It was. It was. It was crap. It yeah. was genuinely crap. It was the, it was a snooze fest. There wasn't much. This this played out exactly how everyone expected it to play out prior to the trade period. We could have guessed it, and everything came out really. I mean, there were a couple of surprises, but the irrelevant one. You know what this was? This was a depth trade period. That's it. Just stuck mm-hmm. up a little bit of depth, but I think also you got to understand that clubs there was never going to be a big activity because clubs are still unsure about that financial situation for next year so it is hard to make big moves i guess but heaps of mayo during this trade period heaps of it by luke as well he added so much hard to deal with that hey something that doesn't get a lot of mayo is when nick tells a story just before we get into this nico you met someone famous today while you were hard at work obviously yeah, well, yeah, so I I don't uh, tend to go on many walks during the day, but <laughs> believe it or not, but I, I did decide to go out on one. And the one time I did uh, today, this afternoon, I was just, uh, like I brought a footy with me, um, just had a kick at the park. and, and By yourself? Yeah, just by myself because wow. I don't have anyone, you know. Yeah. I'm just, you know, trapped at home in yeah. lockdown. Um, but an elderly man stop, uh, stopped uh, to have a chat with yep. me. And he basically said, um, let me teach you how to kick, mate. No, I'm joking. Yeah. He didn't say that. He's oh, like, he just he, he had a chat about foot. He's like, oh, who do you play for and whatnot? Yeah. And, you know, we had a basic chat. Mm. And then he goes on to say, oh, you know, my brother, he's in heaven, but he actually made it to the um, AFL Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm like, oh, yeah, really? He's Who's like, yeah, Tom Hafey. Tom Hafey's brother. And oh, Tom Hafey, I was like, yeah, I, th- I think that rings a bell. But, uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I didn't. I was I was starstruck for a few seconds. I was like, "Wow, Tom Ave, his brother. What's he doing in one turn of south?" But yeah. there, you, there you go. There you go. That's the first celebrity you've ever met. Well done, Nico. That was great. <laughs> hey, Luke, you've got some news. It's not as exciting. You didn't meet these guys, but you got news about two Collingwood players. Oh uh, yeah, so a bit of a shock, sort of. I think uh, Josh Thomas has come out and retired after 120. Yeah. Thirty years old, man. Thirty years old. I was telling you before. I think he looks like he's twenty-two, twenty-three. So he does. That's an age. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred twenty-three games. Good stint at the Pies. Um, probably didn't have the career he wanted exactly, but he definitely got out there plenty. And uh, Braden Sire has been delisted, which is probably the biggest shock, really. Yeah. 
and I think another I think another club might might pick him up in the preseason draft or something because he's a very good uh, strong body midfielder. Surely you can. Surely there's a role for him somewhere. That that is a shock to me. He can play different roles, but like you said, got a strong body, gets his head over the footy, and he's not too bad. Like that that was a shock just before we came on. Would you have him at Hawthorne, Nico? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> no, Hawthorne aren't in the position to uh, be taking on any uh, risk players. So risk players, yeah. What I mean, North, Luki North might. Oh, stacked. I don't think we could fit him in. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> God, you don't rate him much, this bloke. Hey, who was your favorite? We we interviewed a lot of people over this trade period. Who was your favorite guest? There's a few of them. A few yeah, good this ones. Is like trying to. Pick a favourite child. It is. I mean, they were that, genuinely no may on this. They were all great. It was all good fun. They were. All they were. My whoever the Richmond one had to be. Had to be the Richmond fan. We just got on so well, didn't we? I'm not surprised. Like a talk. That was good. We just hit it off. Nico, you 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 um interviewed the uh, the Melbourne the Melbourne guy. Was he your favourite? Yep, yep. The debrief, the man himself. Um, yeah, he, he was really good. Um, he was a really good chat. So yeah, he'd definitely be up there. I mean, it was the only interview I had, so I have to say him, don't I? <laughs> yeah, Lucas, you got a favorite? Uh, my unbiased opinion would have to be the North Melbourne. Uh coming on from North Talk. That was a great chat. I enjoyed going through our list and uh looking forward to the future. Yeah, no, nah, I liked them all, but I liked the the cats blokes are really fun. That was that was one of the last ones. They were good. And it was three of them as well. So I had to juggle a few, but it worked perfectly. Like the three of us work perfectly usually. Um, let's talk about the five big ones for me, the five big trades that went through. I think number one has got to be Adam Chera yeah. from Frio to Carlton. And they uh-huh. traded pick six and a future third rounder for him. And that's, yeah, that's that's got to be the best one. I mean, yeah. I think the top ones, like we said, is Chera uh, and Dawson and the rest are just depth. They're yep. not big ones, but I think Chera was the big one, and it does add a bit to, to Carlton. But again, I'm going to say, I mean, when we go through the teams, is that last year we thought, oh God, here come Carlton. They can't possibly have an excuse now that they've stacked up with Williams and Saad. So this is another one that I'm hopeful of, but we really don't know what Carlton do we? Yeah, no, we don't. It's 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 their favourite time of the year, Carlton. They love to uh, top up uh, with these sort of players, but you know. Um, Chera, at least, you know, he's got a very high ceiling. He's going to be a very good player. I'm not sure about his immediate impact on the team um, and what that looks like for Carlton next season, but definitely over the course of the next, you know, five to ten years, he's got a good future ahead of him. So, so yeah, a good a good move by the Blues. Mm. Luke, is he? He's not earning. His his deal wasn't worth as much as it would have been to stay at Fremantle. So he's obviously want to come back down to Melbourne. But to play with this group, and a lot of players, we spoke about this. A lot of players and leaders at Carlton have uh, accepted less pay to get him in. That's good stuff, isn't it? By the Blues. Yeah, very uh, selflessness. I can't remember the word. Yeah, very selfless. Yep. <laughs> Bloody North hey. supporters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, no, good stuff from the uh, the seniors at the Blues. Um, yeah, well, I think they're not going to have any more excuses now, Carlton, after bringing in Chera, and um, we'll touch on Young and Hewitt later. Um, but they've got Hewitt and Chera for the, for the long term, so hopefully they get off to a good start. 
The other one that went through the second best, and we'll run through the other ones really quickly. I'm just touching on these a little bit further because they were the big ones was Jordan Dawson, who Luke said was one of the best players in the comp. I think top three players in the competition, loved him, finished third in the best and fairest at Sydney, and he walks into Adelaide, um, which was good for them. It was always going to happen all the way through, but there was toing and froing. what's he worth, you know, and uh, they eventually, the deal was done on the final day, and Sydney, they accepted a future first-round draft pick, which is tied to Melbourne, as we spoke about. But they weren't that happy with it. They thought it was worth more than that. And they said, look, that's the only thing that could have got done. So we had to accept it. But we think he's much uh, more valuable than that. And Luke agrees. Luke loves him. Don't you, Luke? Yeah, I thought he was worth a bit more than than the pick that got him across to, to Adelaide. Uh, this, yeah, the Swans will probably be a bit upset. Um, they're going to have to be relying on a on a poor season from Melbourne, which is that there's no signs of that happening at the oh, moment. I don't know. Premiership hangover. Nico, Nico's calling it. Yeah, yeah, we've been down there, the Hawks, with the Premiership hangover. It's definitely possible, but um, no, nah, I don't know. Can't see that happening with the Ds. They're too good. Yeah, no, were you finished, Luke? Was that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's great. Very good. <laughs> Nico, yeah, Nico, I really love this deal. The other ones were Peter Adams from Port Adelaide to Sydney and Sam Petrescu-Seaton uh, from Carlton to West Coast. And that was West Coast traded pick 50, uh, sorry, it was 52, the pick that got done. It was really, I mean, f- pick 52 is is, is nothing. I mean, Petrescu-Seaton Pres- Pres- was pick six, we talked about in the 2016 mm-hmm. draft and he struggled, but that is absolutely nothing. And, but, at the same time, I don't think have we missed uh, from Carlton, Willie Nick. Yeah, no, it's just I don't think he really found his feet at the Blues. Obviously, they they threw him around everywhere to try and find his best position. I think his best footy was played in the midfield, um, mm. and I think that's what, where he will play at the Eagles. Um, and yeah, like you said, pick fifty two, it's it's nothing. Um, that's a steal for the Eagles. They basically get a midfielder for free, um, and. Yeah, if he like, if they play him in his true position and they get the best out of him, then yeah, it will make the Blues look like they'll have egg on their face. Mm. Here are the ones that didn't happen. Bobby Hill was the biggest story that didn't happen. He from he wanted to go to Essendon. Now, it, up until yesterday, apparently he was he was still thinking that this could get done. They just couldn't get a deal done to Essendon and. And GWS weren't, uh, they wanted him to stay, which is weird for me. And they we, they spoke to his manager last night who, who said he was very disappointed. Bobby Hill was in tears. He really wanted to go. But don't you just get the deal done? I mean, I know you've got to do what's good for your business and your organisation, but having an employee there who doesn't want to be there, I think that does more harm than anything because there's so many players that want to leave GWS. I know they're getting sick of it, but at the same time, you know, success comes from people being happy to be at the club and enjoying their time there. He's going to have an extended break now. He's got here a pregnancy. His, his partner is pregnant, going to have his baby December, I think around December 12 or something like that. It's due. And then he's not going to go back till January. He's not going to be in a good space. He doesn't want to be there. Don't you just get what you can get from him? And it's your if, if the player's not happy at the club, I think that comes back on the club because you've got to keep your employees happy. That's just my point of view. I don't know if you boys agree. Well, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. If a, if a player's you know tearing up about tr- trying to get back, then mm. you know it sort of points in the direction that a club sh- probably should have gotten a deal done. But also, if he hadn't have probably come out and stated he wants to move to Essen specifically, I feel like something might have gotten done. If yeah, one of the other nine Victorian clubs could have worked. Well, with Collingwood, I think it was Collingwood were were happy to get a deal done, but I don't think he wanted to go there. So that's a good point as well. 
he had to be a bit more flexible. If it was really about getting down to Melbourne, maybe he could have gone elsewhere. Nico, what did you make of it? Yeah, it all seems a bit strange to me, especially because uh, Hill apparently was in talks to renew his contract at the Giants, you know, a few weeks ago. And yeah, and then he, halfway through the trade period, he comes out and says he wants to leave. He wants to go back to Victoria for family reasons. And like Luke said, he it only wanted to be Essendon, which I just find a bit strange. And, you know, I, I think the Giants, it's a, it's a tough call to really, you know, hold a player against his will. But at the end of the day, you got to do it's a, it's a business. You got to do what's best for the the club, um, and they needed they needed depth in that they needed a, they didn't need draft picks. Mm. Um, they needed a player to come in and, and replace him. They tried to do that, didn't work out, um, and Essendon couldn't offer up anything more than you know those picks. So I, I understand what the Giants were doing. Yeah, I think another reason was is they, they couldn't get a replacement. And I think they were maybe waiting on Chad Wingard or Bruce to come through. Now, these are the other two that didn't get done. Now, Nicholas was very happy that these didn't get done. But I don't think this looked – I mean, it seemed a bit weird. And we heard from Mark McKenzie, who's the Hawthorne recruiting boss, and he said that all it came down to – and this is – what it comes down to is the club approaches management. So he's saying GWS approach management, and then you can have chats from there. But how I don't understand how it got down to the point where they've offered – 24-59 and Bruce and a future fourth for 13. So how does it get down to that if Bruce is not interested at all, if it's gone through management first? Doesn't it come to management? He talks to Bruce, they're on the phone. Hey, mate, you know, we want to get you over to GWS. He goes, I'm not interested. That's it. End of story. I don't know how it gets that far down. If you're a Bruce or a winger, don't you feel, feel like, uh, crap, the club doesn't want me. They don't want me here. They're trying to get rid of me, and they've already got situations and scenarios that are going to work out. So they've already organised me to go. Now, I, surely, Luke, you'd, you'd feel bad coming back into that club. Yeah, that seems a bit weird how the how the deal sort of progressed that far, and then Bruce has come out to say he doesn't want to go. I, I, yeah. think, I find that odd. But then again, he's he's built so much there with his with the teammates that are still there. You know, players like um. Uh, Jack Gunston and those type of players. But, yeah, very odd. Um, But I think he'll be fine just going back and continuing on with his business. Oh, I don't know. Once you break trust or relationships, they're hard to mend. I'll tell you what, Nico, are you worried about this at all? Because they're also prepared to pay 60% of his wage if he went as well. So they're pretty keen to get him out the door. I think the players must have obviously known what the club's position is and they're happy to just, um, yeah, the club's position was obviously their goal was to bring in more draft picks. I'm sure the players would understand that. But, I mean, if the players really lost that much trust and, you know, felt offended, then I I don't see why they would have wanted to stay. But, you know, they, they seem happy to. And that's what they ended up doing. So it couldn't be that bad, really. Um, I'm sure they're, they're having conversations. Mitchell and, um, yeah, Sam Mitchell must be having conversations with all those sorts of players. So I'm sure they're all across it. And, yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried, yeah. really. That's right. Some I don't know. Some supporters are saying they're a little bit worried because, you know, the club's come out now and saying, you know, we're really happy they've decided to stay. They want to play for the coach. Everything's great. We're so happy that they're back here. But at the same time, Yesterday, you're trying to push him out and get the best deal done. So sometimes there's, there's got to be and, – and also, Nico, you know the email that came from Jeff Kennett prepared you for the worst. They were really pushing mm. for these guys to leave the club. So 
some some fans are not happy and they'd rather just um, consistent communication because it seems like a lot of mixed messages. So it's mm. going to be tough, I reckon, on uh, on Sam Mitchell next year. I think Richie Vandenberg came out as well at some point and trying to warn fans about what they're doing for the future. So crazy things are happening at Hawthorne, Nico, but you're not worried, are you? No, I mean, uh, we're entering uncharted territory. I mean, we haven't had a new coach in, like, what is it, 17, 18 years? So, 18 years, yeah. Yeah, so, we'll, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. We, we In terms of the, the Jeff Kennett letter, um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people are a fan of what he says when he does come out and speak to the members. But, yeah, he tried to warn us. And, look, it could have could have easily um, been that way where Bruce or Wingard turn around and be Oh, he's getting emotional now, so the internet's cutting out. <laughs> no, you got, you got yeah. your back, that's all right. Yeah, so I was just saying, um, yeah, it, it could have easily been that situation where Bruce or Wingard turn around and say, yeah, I would like to take this opportunity up at the Giants. And, I mean, I guess they were just warning us for that situation in case it did pop up, but it didn't. And, you know, I'm happy to keep him. I'm happy to keep him there. Happy would to stay. Be. So yeah, we'll get to Hawthorne very shortly, and every single club as well. Last, just to just to cover off the deals that didn't get done, which we predicted might, was Rory Lobb uh, from Freo back to GWS. Now that didn't happen, and uh, it was an odd one too. And I thought, and Sam, Sam Pal Pepper from Port to West Coast wanted more midfield minutes, but after the Patricky Seaton deal got done, it was very unlikely Pal Pepper was going to go there. So they're the ones that didn't work, um, but that's okay because there was nothing really big. <laughs> there was nothing big. Mm. They went, it was, it was, this was a boring trade period. That's all right. But it's not boring to go through each team and see where they're at and give them a little summary and a grading because you boys are very, very good at this. It's what we love to do here is grade things. So we'll start with Adelaide. In the door, they get Jordan Dawson from Sydney. Out goes Jake Kelly. They've got picks four, 33, 75, and 80. So, look, some think they made a bit of a statement for you know, getting uh, consider, getting Dawson to uh, consider their club rather than Port Adelaide because he obviously wanted to go back to SA. And, uh, you know, rather than go to a premiership contender, he's come to Adelaide, which is good. It's a good steal. Uh, they didn't give up much. They gave up Kelly, but they've still got that pick four there. So not bad. What do you? How do you boys grade this? I gave the Crows an A just because I like Jordan Dawson so much. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they got so that's basically an A plus in itself, just getting Dawson across. Um, the only thing I will say is that he probably benefits the Sydney style a bit more. You know, ball in his hands, he can use the Adelaide player play a different style than Sydney, but hopefully he can get the ball in his hands just as much and be just as deadly as he was under Longmire's game plan. Um, yeah, and they lose Josh Kelly, who's a, who's a good defender, but I think the, the Dawson deal outweighs that. Yeah, Nico. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the Crows a B. Obviously, yeah, Dawson coming in is very good. They lose Jay Kelly, um, who is an underrated defender in his own right. Um, but, yeah, Dawson is a skillful player. Um, he's He can play on the wing, off half back, on the ball, and I think he gets a lot more opportunity at doing that. Um, at the Crows rather than Port Adelaide. So, yeah, it's a good good get for the Crows. And, yeah, I think, it, I mean, that's all they had to do. That was the biggest thing for Adelaide. Mm. So, I think a B plus. Oh, a B plus now. You originally gave a B. Are you, oh, did I? Sorry. sorry. No, that's all right. You've just no, I'll go B plus. Go B plus. I'm going to go a B plus as well, which I don't normally agree with Nick. So, that's why I had to confirm with you. B plus, definitely, I think, to get him in the door. He came through in the best and fairest. He's a quality player. And they also held on to their top pick. They didn't really give up much. They gave up Jake Kelly, but still, I think it's pretty good. That's a B plus for me. Brisbane, 
Uh, no players went out, which is good signs, but they got in Darcy Fort. <laughs> you know, Darcy Fort, what can you say? I mean, yeah, great. Big players were never, you know, going to be involved here. After the Lockie Neal thing got shut down and last, you know, they've brought in big players in previous years, so nothing was really going to happen. They didn't do much. I mean, oh, I guess it's a it's a pass at the sea for me, I reckon. Brisbane, what do you guys think of it? Yeah, yeah, I think a C is about right. Um, Darcy Ford obviously adds that depth in the ruck, which they need, and up forward um, with Hipwood going to be out for um, all of next season, you'd think. But I think the big I'm, – I'm disappointed in Brisbane for not going after a fall, forward. Mm. Um, That's what they needed, didn't they? Yeah, and yeah. I think there was an opportunity there with, you know, Gunston and Bruce, their names were thrown around and Hawthorne offering to pay most of their salary – salary um, for next season, and yeah. which would have suited Brisbane because there obviously is a bit of a squeeze there. So, yeah, I would have liked to see them be a bit more aggressive in that right because they do need to try and close that gap if they want to compete for a premiership next year. I think they were a fair way off in the end going out in straight sets. And, yeah, they've got a gap up forward to fill. I'm not sure if Darcy Ford's going to, you know, help bridge that gap. Um, so, yeah, I think it's C. Yeah, fair enough. Luke, you'll agree with Nick. Uh, yeah, so we didn't actually agree on the, on the Adelaide ones. That was That's true. That is true. That's true. Forget. You've matured and you've you've thought about your own opinions. And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> Fair enough, righto. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I went C. Um, I think the financial situation up in Brisbane left them a tad stranded. Um, mm. I did bring in a, a backup ruck, but like you guys said, um, I don't know if he does enough to bridge that gap to get to, to better teams. Um and they're not good enough currently, and they didn't do a whole lot to fix that. Um, I thought they could have used something with maybe pick 14 or pick 18 to sort of yeah. maneuver something like get a Gunston up there or a Bruce just to try and lure them up there. But they didn't, and they get Darcy Fort, and it's probably not enough. That's right. Like pick 14, pick 18, pretty good for a premiership contender as well. They could have used them for sure. And I don't know how much depth Darcy Fort's going to going to do because we know Geelong have had their ruck issues and Darcy Ford's not getting a gig there. So I don't know. We'll see. Hey, how about Carlton? A lot of people are saying that Carlton did the best work of the trade period. They got in Adam Chera, as we spoke about, George Hewitt, Lewis Young, and only Patricia Seaton goes out. They've still got picks 25. After that, a 64, it's a bit deep. But 25, it's still there. Uh, like This is, as we say, every single year, is like there's no excuses next year for Carlton because they got in what they needed, but we've seen picks from previous years do nothing. But just based on the trade period, I think it was brilliant. Good work by them. Um, they got in players that are going to make an impact. So Chera and Hewitt will make an impact, and I think Lewis Young offers a bit of depth, but he could – I think there's a spot for him there. I think, they, I think he can earn a spot and maybe be a – uh, semi-regular player. And then Patricia Seaton wasn't offering anything really. So, I mean, I think it's an A-plus for Carlton. For me, I've gone A-plus for the Blues. Yeah, I, I think – oh, you go. You go, Luke. Yes. Um, yeah, I gave him an A. Um, I couldn't quite give him that plus. I don't like giving out That's okay. Yeah, no, you're a harsh marker. <laughs> yeah, they got their man in Chera. Um, they did sign Hewitt to four years, which I didn't mind the other day. So, and the Swans were unlikely to match that. Yeah. Deal too. Um, they basically turned Petrovsky Seaton into Lewis Young, which, I mean, I guess they could have gotten a bit more out of Petrovsky Seaton and maybe use that that pick they got back for something else other than Lewis Young. But that's what it is. He will provide some key defender depth, which they need. They've got Jones and Weider in there, so that's that's a good um trio. 
but and now it's all about their off field. Uh, sorry, their on field. So hopefully they can replicate these, you know, the, the exciting um, trade periods into to a good season on field. Mm-hmm. Yep, I totally agree. I think um, I think in A um, suits them the most. But you guys covered pretty much everything. Um, they, they're the winners of the trade period. So yeah, I think they deserve the highest score out of anyone, and that's probably. Probably an A. Um, yeah, I can't quite give them an A plus either. Um, purely, I mean, you know, Cherry was obviously the best player. Hewitt as well was um, high up there. But, yeah, losing Petrovsky seeden obviously wasn't much. But, um, yeah, still their draft picks don't really uh, hold them in good stead this season. 25, 64 and 82. It's not much. But, um, yeah, I mean, they'll be happy. A you're about to say plus then, but you just no. said it's A, isn't it? It's A, definitely. It is an A. I'll give an A plus you, A and A. If they're the best performers, Collingwood have got to be second, surely, because they got the job done, let's say. And the job done for them was to not be in the headlines after last year's debacle. So yeah. there was only, I mean, they didn't set the world on fire, but they did what they had to do. They had to get enough points for Nick Dacos, and they've done that, which is good. Um, and they got him. Uh, Lipinski and Kruger. Uh, Kruger's unproven. I don't know how much of an impact he will make. They've tried to sell it, Collingwood, that he's going to be the next big thing. Maybe he will. I'm not sure. Lipinski couldn't break into the uh, the dogs lineup really. So it's good. It's a good job. It's nothing amazing, but they did what they had to do. I'm going to give him an A. We'll be back after a quick break. Uh, yeah, I'll probably give him a B plus. I think, um, yeah, losing Max Lynch and, you know, replacing him with Kruger would probably lose out a bit there. But Lip- the Lipinski deal is really good. Um, he's he's has the potential to be a gun. Uh, he'll get heaps of opportunity in that Collingwood lineup. Obviously, they lose Sire today um, and Josh Thomas. So, yeah, he'll get his opportunities. And they did what they had to do with Nick Dacos. So, yeah, B plus. Yeah, I went I went A minus, so sort of in between you guys. Um Pinsky mm. was a steal. Kruger can develop into a weapon. Um and they you a know, weapon. A weapon. Yeah, I reckon he's got potential. Yeah, you um, do. They got the <laughs> I don't love him as much as Dawson, but <laughs> uh yeah, they got the points of day cost, so nothing to criticize really for, for Collingwood. Yeah, for once, you don't really like them. So that's good. That's a good uh, um, ending for them. Uh, Essendon, they got in Jake Kelly. They didn't lose any players. They still got pick pick 11 there. Um, I think they needed someone. They, they needed another small forward as well, but they needed a lockdown like, like Kelly, I think, who could do a good role defensively. So it's a good, it, it's a good uh, result for them. They could have used Bobby Hill, to be honest, because they need another small forward there. So they didn't get that job done. So I'm, I'm going to give them a B because of that. Yeah, I gave them a B too. Yeah, so they got they got Jake Kelly for next to nothing really. Um, 
very quiet period. I thought they probably should have, yeah, gone for a small forward and they did in Bobby Hill. Also, yeah, kind of. Mm, yeah. They didn't get that done. Um, yeah, but they they probably should have just tried to get something done for someone, but they didn't. Yeah, I think, B, I'm going to agree with you, boys. Um, it, it was a good trade period without being great. Jade Kelly's good. Um, they obviously missed out on Hill. So, yeah, good without great. I'll go B. Yep. Frio got in Will Brody and Jordan Clark, and Clark just got done at the end, as we know, and Chera left. They got pick 6, 8, 19, and we know that Frio's mm. biggest problem is probably player retention. So it is sad that they've had to lose Chera, but they did what they could, I guess, with that. And then they they got in Clark in the in the last hour, and they didn't give up pick 19, which is – Or Rory Lobb. Or Rory Lobb. That's true. That's another, mm. another bonus for them. So I think it, it's not the best – trade period in the world, but it's a pass. It's definitely a pass. So I'm giving them a C plus. Yeah, it's, it's a pass. Um, Will Brody uh, isn't a like for like for chair in terms of um, yeah. stealing and potential. I don't think he's in their best team. I don't think he's in the best lineup. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he can um, fill that hole if they need, who knows he could. Um, yeah. Take the next step at Frio. Jordan Clark's a very good player. Um, we'll get to see a lot more of him definitely at Frio. Um, and yeah, their draft hand's very good. I, I mean, yeah, again, it's a it's a decent trade period. It, it's nothing great. Uh, they certainly didn't lose. Uh, I'd probably say a B. Yeah, I went for a B too. Um, but if you're, if you're being cynical, uh, they were close to a finals berth and Chera goes out the door and they're getting some younger draft picks in. I'm not sure if they'll have enough experience on that list to sort of make a meaningful run to a top four finish. Um, they it sets could. them back a bit, doesn't it? it does. Yeah, I mean, they'll get Clark who, who will be good and Brody, but yeah, like you said, they're not Chera. So I don't think, I think they took a step back. Hmm. Uh, Geelong, uh, they're trying to take steps forward because they never want to get rid of their veterans. They just want to keep topping up. That's their thing. They got in John Segler, who's very young for them, isn't he, Nico? I know, <laughs> they, yeah. lost, they lost Kruger, they lost Fort, and they lost Jordan Clark. They've got picks 22, 30, 32, 34, and it goes out to 50. So, look, Ruck's been the biggest issue for the Cats. Um, so they got John Segler. I don't think he's going to help it, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, we'll see what happens. And they look, they stayed strong with Jordan Clark and they ended up with with pick 22 and a future third rounder. So a little bit of business there. They're going to get Tyson Stengel as a delisted free agent. It's okay. It's not great. It's just a C for me. Yeah, I gave him a C plus. I think the addition of Tyson Stengel probably just gives him that that plus aside from being just a basic C grade. Mm. Um, yeah, Segler, probably a small improvement, but still 30 years old. So you're not going to get too much out of him in terms of uh, looking at the future. Uh, yeah, Clark and Kruger leaving after limited opportunities, that's not ideal, and especially for Clark. He's, he's got speed, he's talented. Um, and when you put in your eggs in the experienced basket, not playing any youth, then the kids are going to go, and that's what happened with Clark. Mm, mm, yeah, uh, I agree. I, this has to be a, a C for Geelong. I didn't really rate their trade period, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, Seglo is a tough give him a D, Nico. Hey, give them a D then. I mean, they still brought in someone they needed being like a, yeah. a good tap Ruckman, something that they haven't had for a while. So yes, Segler is a tick. Um, age doesn't help. And they, um, on the contrary though, they lose uh, 
two players on the uh, younger side of 20 years old and then Darcy Fort, 28, who's been starved of opportunity. Um, and, yeah, their draft hand also is in that. I mean, yeah, they get 22, 30, 32, and 34. Nothing too high, nothing mm. in the first round. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think a C. Yep. No, fair enough. Gold Coast. Here we go. Maybe our trolls there. Ooh, this is huge. It is. I'm not overplaying this. This is good. This is a good move for them. They needed someone like that. And Will Brody goes out, which is not a huge loss. They've got pick three there. They kept that because they needed it, which, which well, they didn't need it, but it's good to keep pick three when you've got a high pick like that. And they needed a forward ruck. So to get him on as a free agent is fantastic. And then, I mean, they've got some picks further on and they've, they have problems with their salary. So to dump... Brody out is a good result for them. So again, for me, it's just a pass, nothing great. Because they got Troll in, who's a fantastic player. He's a jet, Luke. Uh, that's a C plus for me, not just a C. I actually gave him a B plus. Oh. I think they, I think they did a really good job. Okay. They're, they're stacked to the room for next year's draft, which is yeah. they had their eyes set on that. They offloaded Brody and he's uh and he's salaried a Fremantle. They got a versatile pinch hit Ruckman who can kick a goal in Mubby or Troll, which is exactly what they needed. And they keep the third round pick. So I couldn't really criticize them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see that Troll got the move there. He, I think he'll be really good. Um, I'm just not sure about where the Suns are at um, going forward. I don't think they expected to finish bottom three this year. And I don't think they needed a really good draft hands. Um, in the next, you know, for the next couple of years, they needed to bring in experienced players. They didn't do that. Um, so there's a few question marks. I think, again, they're another team that's been set back a bit. Um, so, yeah, Charles a tick. So I'll probably Big give him a C. It's a, bit, it's a bit of an average uh, trade period. Oh, nice. We've all disagreed this one. But something you can't disagree on is his new nickname. I'm going to call him Marbio Cholman because he is going to win the Coleman next year. You watch him kick a bag. <laughs> uh, GWS, no one came in, um, which isn't a huge surprise. And Finlayson went out. They've still got, they've got pick two, 13, 53, 71, 89. A lot of drama. But in the end, the only result was Finlayson is out for a future third-round draft pick. They stood firm on uh, the Bobby Hill thing, and you know they were coming out and being very, very strong on that, saying we're not looking for a move, and you know he's a contracted player, that sort of thing. There were discussions about Chad Wingard and Luke Bruce, obviously, and they couldn't convince them to come across. And then Rory Lobb was unsu- unsuccessful as well. He tried to come. Apparently, the salary was a bit of a hurdle to get through. So it wasn't a fantastic one for them. I didn't really like it, to be honest, from GWS. I'm giving them a D. Mm, yeah, I I agree. I think D um, is about right. Like just echoing what you said, didn't bring anyone in. Um, yes, they've got pick two, um, but I think they needed, yeah, they needed some more depth up forwards. They didn't really replace Jeremy Finlayson. And, um, yeah, I, th- I thought they needed a Ruckman as well. And that's something else that they didn't touch on despite on yeah. all the, the Rucks available. So, yeah, I just thought, yeah, they were very quiet. And it was probably a trade period that they probably shouldn't have been too quiet. So, yeah, D. D. He goes, Lukey, what's this one? I gave him a D as well. Oh, you did. We all agreed on something. Yeah, I just think you guys pretty much covered everything. So I just think they probably lost the only trade they were really involved in. I think um, Port Adelaide got a steal with Finlayson for a, for a future third. So yeah, D for D for the Giants. Here we go. Here's the big one. 
This is Hawthorne. Oof, get ready. We spoke a little bit about him, but we'll go in depth here. In comes Max Lynch, who Nico reckons is winning the best and fairest next year, apparently. Out is Tim O'Brien, John Segler, and they've got picks 5, 21, 24, and then 59, 65, 81. Nick could get picked up with that. Uh, look, they they failed to get a better draft there. They wanted to. They wanted to get out Chad Wingard, wanted to get Bruce out, wanted to get Gunston, Tom Mitchell, Jaeger. They couldn't get it done. And all they brought in was Max Lynch. And they prepared their supporters for something that didn't happen. I thought they were pretty bad, to be honest, in this trade period. They got in Max Lynch, big whoop. For me, it's an E. It's nearly an F. I'm going E. Yeah, it's harsh. Harsh for me, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I'm the opposite. Maybe I'm just being biased or optimistic. Oh, that's a change. Um, but, you know, they, they, they traded out a, a 30-year-old Ruckman for a 23-year-old Ruckman, tick. Uh, okay, they lose O'Brien. Uh, not much of a loss there, uh, to be honest. And they still go into the draft with uh, three picks inside the top 25. I, I know they wanted an extra one, but still three inside the top 25 is still pretty good. And uh, they ended up keeping all their good players and they've got Gunston and Sicily coming back from injury next year. And also Will Day, who only played five games this year. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think their list is still, you know, uh, a lot better than what people give them credit for. So um, again, it could just be me being optimistic, but um, yeah, they got younger and they've still got a good draft hand. So watch this space. Um, I gave Hawthorne a C. I, C? Yeah, I didn't think they, I mean, aside from all the talk, but the talk didn't result in anything. And mm-hmm. yeah, like Nick said, they got rid of a 30-year-old Ruckman for a 23-year-old Ruckman, which is definitely a tick. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Wowee. Yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. For me, I think the trade period is about PR as well and how it looks on the outside. And I think having Sam Mitchell calling up clubs himself and also then the emails coming out and prepping the fans, I don't think it looks great for them. And then – the fact that they already had deals done ready for Bruce and everything like that, but then Bruce saying he doesn't want to go. I just think it looked really bad from the outside. And what that can do is put external pressure on. So what, and immediately now you've got a decent list, like you said, Nicholas, but it's, it's confusing about where you're at because you've got a decent list. That's fine. But that means you've got to win some games next year. And if you don't watch the pressure come. So I think it's a confusing position that they're in because the some fans are thinking one thing. Some fans are thinking the other thing, the club's thinking one thing It's looking very, very confused. It's great to have good players in there next year, but they're not going to be in your next premiership. Are they? That's the whole point. That's what I thought, and that's why I'm changing mine to an F. No, no, I'll keep it at E. I'll keep it at E. That's fine. I won't go too hard. Melbourne um, didn't do too much, yeah, and as you'd expect from the Premiers. Luke Dunstan came in. No one's out. They've got pick 17, which is pretty good for a Premiership side. Um, yeah, did pretty good work there. And, I mean, Dunstan provides some midfield insurance and I don't know if he'll get a game. Lukey said maybe he'll get a few and, and earn his spot. I think they did very well because there was no real risk taken. They did a good job. Good on him. It's a pass for me. It's a C. Yeah, I, I gave them a B. Um, yeah, they clawed, they, clawed, they clawed their way back into the first round with that pick 17, so that was yeah. great by them. And Dunstan will add that depth into the midfield with uh, Nathan Jones and Vandenberg going out and he'll probably be their first choice if someone gets injured too. Um, God forbid Clary or um, Petrarca goes down for them. Yeah, I'm going to give him a B plus, uh, just short of an A. But, I mean, they bring in a, a, 
in-form midfielder if we're talking about the second half of last season in Luke Dunstan. Um, and, yeah, like you guys said, they get themselves back into the first round. So they're a premiership side and now they've gotten better. So it's a bit scary. Um, yeah, tick, tick, tick. For yeah, I'm, I'm changing that. That's that's really harsh for me. That's a B when I just – thought about it to be back in that pick swap was was <laughs> extremely good business so that's a b from me you want to change your fourth on one too no i will maybe to an f but no i'm not going upwards i'll tell you that much north melbourne here we go luke is excited for this coleman jones comes in and they're going to just change it to coleman as he might win it next year according to lucas and out goes robbie tarrant who was no good anyway apparently uh they've got picks one Still, which is which is great for them. Pick 120, 42, 47, 72, 77. So Luke thinks he's a chance to get in. Uh, they would have preferred to keep Tarrant, I think, but, you know, Coleman Jones, they got – he's a good piece of their little puzzle that they're building nicely with uh, David Noble. And he gives them a bit of ruck support, but he can play up front as well and, and take a good grab, one of the best marks in the team. Um Cherry wanted to go to St Kilda. That couldn't get done, but that's not a big issue. I think North Melbourne did a good job, and then they've got pick one as well. It's probably just a pass mark because they they lost Tarrant, who's going to be a Premiership player now. So it's C. It's a C for me for North Melbourne. I gave him a B. Maybe a bit of bias in there, oh, but of course there is. But actually, I think that's a pretty fair rating to B. I think you're a bit harsh with the C. <laughs> uh, yeah. So added a promising young forward ruck that Richmond would have wanted to keep. So that's that's a tick. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't lose Tarrant, so that could hurt if they if we can't fill the void. Um, and we kept the number one pick, which is another great positive. I'm happy we did that. And then we got that pick twenty as well, which um could turn into something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm giving a, a B as well. I mean, they, they would have had to have replaced Tarrant um, soon anyway, being 32 years old or whatever he is. Um, and yeah, Callum Coleman-Jones, um, yeah, has a bright future ahead. But I think the biggest thing for North Melbourne was just holding on to that number one pick because a few teams did come for it uh, in the trade period. And obviously that's that's the prize possession. And all they had to do was the don't argue, just the brush teams off and go into the draft with, uh, and I mean, take uh, Horn Francis out of it, which is looking like the obvious one. So yeah. Mm. They- hey, Port Adelaide, they got in Finlayson. Um, and Peter Adams goes, and they've they've moved up from pick sixteen to pick twelve, which is which is which is decent. So they've essentially swapped Adams for Finlayson. That's what's happened here. But I reckon they could have used a little bit more depth in the middle. And you know, Oli Wines and Travis spoke great, but you could have had a bit more depth, and they missed that opportunity to maybe convince Jordan Dawson. He went, he wanted to come to South Australia, but the Crows got him. Um, they had a little bit of interest in Jaeger or Jaeger, as some like to call him. Um, so I don't know. I think they could have done a little bit better here for me. I, I think it's just a flat C. Yeah, I think you're about right there, Jimmy. Uh, First time you ever said that to me. Thank you. <laughs> I, I guess keeping Sam Powell Pepper, um, yeah, helps with that midfield depth. But I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of their supporters would have been happy to see Port Adelaide go for Jager. Uh, that didn't happen, obviously. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty um, pretty standard, uh, non exciting, non non exciting uh, trade period for Port Adelaide. So yeah, Peter Laddins and Finlayson. Yeah, it's nothing too great, but yeah, a C. Yeah, I gave him a C plus two. Um, yeah, the the pick twelve get. That's good. They yeah, but they're gonna have to improve from within during twenty twenty two. I don't think they really brought in 
anyone from the outside that's going to shoot them up. So they're going to have to find something that they didn't have this year. Mm. Hey, let's get to a, a real club in Richmond. Now, this is big. This was a big trade period for the Tigers. Huge. Robbie Tarrant comes in. Great. Premiership player automatically. He'll fill the void for David Asprey. Love it. Marbio Troll goes out. Yes, decent player, but too inconsistent for the Tigers. It was hard to break in. Callum Coleman-Jones, oh, we know the off-field issues, so good riddance. No, not really, but still, he had to work his way in the team. He's not a regular, so it's not a big loss. And then look at these picks, Lucas. 7, 15, 26, 28. Even 38, you can you can snag someone. It's great. For a premiership side to have these draft picks as well, we know there's immediate success and we know there's future success. How good is that for the Tigers? It's a B-plus for me. I gave him a C-plus. Because, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the, arguably the best draft hand for the next draft. Uh, they got Tarrant like-for-like with Asprey, um, and they believe he's going to be a part of their next premiership should they should they get there, which I don't think they will. Ultimately, <laughs> the next one see up there. Um, but, I, yeah, I think the loss of Chole and Coleman-Jones is far from ideal. Uh, there's no obvious backup for Rewalt um, with his imminent retirement probably coming up. Um, yeah, just not sure if they can stay up for another year. Wowee. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm probably leaning towards a C plus as well. I think um, similar to Geelong's situation, they lose two players on the back of uh, opportunity. Um, and Troll and Callum Coleman Jones, I think, would have been good for the Tigers in um, in their turnover. This, I mean, the, the turnover that's imminent that will probably happen in the next couple of years. Um, so they head yeah. off. Robbie Tarrant comes in, but again, 32 years old. He could help him uh, charge again for a premiership this year. Um, but I, I still think that they've left one thing unattended, and that's midfielders. They've struggled with clearances. Um, they, was, they struggled this year anyway. Uh, didn't really fill that void. But like Jimmy said, uh, a very good draft hand. A very, very good draft hand. Um, and, yeah, that's worrying because, yeah, you could easily snag four or five good players in the draft this year. Mm, that's right. Well done, the Tigers. Premiers again. Uh, St. Kilda, right. And they, they brought no one in. Zero. Zilch. And Luke Dunstan went out and he wasn't even going to play for St. Kilda anyway. So nothing really happened. They've got picks nine, uh, 60, and there's a big gap there, 62, 66, 67, 85. This was interesting for St. Kilda because we know they're usually big players in the trade period. And they were trace, uh, chasing uh, Tristan Cherry, but couldn't get that deal done. They didn't do anything. This was nothing from St. Kilda. So what that means is they've got they've got huge trust in the list that they have and those academy kids coming in as well. Because they're going to get, they're going to pick them up. But this next season is massive for them, and they might have put a little bit of extra pressure on themselves by doing nothing in the trade period. So I don't even know if this is a pass. I'm, I'm probably going to give this a D for St Kilda. Yeah, I mean, they arguably got worse. <laughs> I mean, no one came in. They lose Luke Dunstan. Um, obviously, you're going to get worse. So I'm going to give him an F. Oh, um, F. Yeah, I think, yeah, obviously uh, their trades over the last couple of years is what's resulted into um, them making no moves this year. Their salary cap is pretty much capped, you'd have to say. Um, and look, it, if that, that's a bit worrying for a side that didn't make finals this year. Um, that means they're pretty much relying on their current crop um, to get them to a premiership or to at least get them to contending. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a concern. 
That's huge. And it, actually, Nick said just before this show, he said it's very odd that a team makes the same number of trades as the premierships have won. They didn't even get there, Nicholas said. That is huge. <laughs> uh, Lucas? Yeah, I gave them a D. They were basically statues for this period. Um, they couldn't give North Melbourne the future second for Cherry that North were asking for. Ryder and Marshall are a, dom- Ryder and Marshall are a dominant duo, but um, Ryder doesn't have much left. He's injury prone. It's almost like they sort of thought that the 2021 campaign was maybe just a little blip in their sort of overall. Well, they did have a lot of injuries. so They have injuries, so, and they yeah. fit outside the finals in, dis- in a disappointing year. Yeah, um, yeah, it was an inter- interesting decision that they didn't get active um, the draft ten isn't anything to write home about either. Just yeah, not 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 a great period for the Saints. So I missed it. Did you give it an a D? D. D. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Sydney. Peter Adams comes in. Uh, out is Jordan Dawson and George Hewitt. They've got pick sixteen, and then it goes up a bit to 31, 39, and then don't worry about seventeen, eighty-eight. Um, look, uh, bi- they might be the big losers to be honest, because they're decent players they've lost, and they've only got Peter Adams in. So it it was a big blow, I think, to lose Dawson especially. Um, and then, I mean, it it hurts them to be honest. I, I didn't like too much about what well, Laddams is good that they got him in, but I don't know how much he's actually going to add because maybe he's a potential future number one Ruckman. He's not going to be at the moment. He's still, you know, he's going to play forward, maybe a support Tom Hickey at some point, but he's not the number one Ruckman. So I, th- I thought it was okay. I'm going to give him a uh, C, just a C. Yeah, I gave him a C minus, I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they were shocked by the Dawson request. They couldn't get what they want, wanted for him. Uh, they lost another solid contributor in George Hewitt as well. Uh, they acquired Laddams, who could be their next uh, main main Ruckman, but they needed to send pick 12 away um, at the mm. same time. So, yeah, I think C-minus probably sums it up for them. Yeah, I'm going to go with D because I didn't really understand the Laddams move. They've already got uh, Sinclair and Hickey there. So, I'm not quite sure what he adds to that Sydney team. And yeah, I think they get worse as well. Dawson's a very good player. Hewitt's a good player. Mm. Um, and they didn't really replace him in their draft picks. I mean, they've got 16, 31, 39. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they go for in the, in the draft, but yeah, it's hard to give them anything more than a D. Yeah. Fair point, Nicholas. You're very harsh, man. West coast. Now, Sam Petrescu Seaton comes in, but uh, and no players go out. They've only got pick 10 in the first round, and then they've got 29, 35, and then it goes 68, 86. Now, obviously, Petrescu Seaton was the priority for the Eagles in this trade period. They got him. But then, you know, this list looks like it's stuck in between. Do they know what they're doing? Like, it, are they are they going to regenerate? Are they going to contend? Because it looks like they're stuck in between. And I thought it would have been nice if they had another pick inside the first round, done something, been a bit more aggressive to try and do that and get some youth in. Because the, the game style is not working and these players aren't getting any younger. I thought they could have done more here. I, I and the Petrescu Seaton one, yeah, he wants to go back home. No, nothing, you know, that was they didn't have to give up anything for him. But still, I thought they could have done more with what they've got. Um, it, it's a little bit confusing for me. I'm going to go a D. Disappointed. Yeah, uh, I'll probably go. I'll probably go a C. I think it was yeah, pretty average. Um, didn't lose anyone, which is good. Uh, and they bring in Sam Petrescu Seaton, um, who I think has upside to his game, um, but. 
yeah, like you said, Jimmy, uh, they're a bit stuck in the in, in between, a bit like St Kilda. We don't know where they're going to go. Are they going to charge again? They're obviously um, hoping to do that with the list that they've got. And, yeah, their draft hand's not great. So, yeah, I, I think I think around a C. Yeah, I went C too. They took the conservative approach. Um, so opting to stick with their current crop for another run. It's sort of a bit like what Geelong Probably not as uh, what Geelong are doing, not as extreme. Mm. They don't have as many of, of those players, and it definitely was, wasn't as highlighted as much as the Geelong retirement home. But um, yeah, they could. They got uh, Petrovsky seat, and he could hit the ground running, which could prove even more of a steal. They only had to give up pick fifty-two for him, but they'll probably lose Jared Brander if he doesn't re-sign, which it doesn't. Mm. He's going to. So yeah, they didn't play him. I think he's still a good player. So. Yeah, no, fair enough. Hey, and guess what? We're up to the last team. This last four hours have just flown by. It's been great. Hey, uh, in comes Tim O'Brien, which Nick's a bit upset about at the dogs, and then they lose uh, Lipinski and Lewis Young. They've only got those picks 23, and then it goes up to 43. I mean, there was no last-minute deal like Adam Trelaw last year, and uh, that was all the the news. But we expected this from a team who who kind of made – the, uh, the, the who made the grand final and they're definitely contending again. The most important thing here was to get enough points um, for Sam Darcy, and that's what they did. I think that's all they had to do. So I think it's a pass, to be honest. C. Yeah, I gave him a B minus. I think the- C plus. Sorry, I, might, I made a mistake there, Luke. C plus. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a B minus. Uh, Tim O'Brien will be that intercepted down back, something that they don't have. Uh, they got the points for Sam Darcy. Uh, the pick 43 for Pat Lipinski wasn't ideal, but then again, he was uncontracted and he wasn't getting a game at the Dogs. But I also think they missed an opportunity to find the Stefan Martin replacement, uh, especially if Beveridge isn't keen on throwing Tim English into the ruck, which he clearly wasn't through the back end of um, of this of the season just gone. Yeah, I think I think the Dogs are around that, yeah, B minus, C plus mark. So you guys are pretty much spot on. I'll probably go... Uh, B minus only because yeah they're going to get a top draft pick uh, at the end of the day come the trade period uh, come the draft sorry um, Sam Darcy is going to be a big one so they did what they had to do um, O'Brien and Lewis Young are pretty much alike for a like um, a lot of people are bullish on O'Brien um, being that intercept marker that they need back there I'm not sure um, yeah I'm not sure if you can rely on O'Brien and this is coming from a <laughs> frustrated Hawthorne supporter but yeah I think and yeah Patrick Lipinski as well going to a club where he will get more opportunity um he was obviously starved of that at the dogs but um yeah I think I think around a b minus that that Sam Darcy getting the draft points for him was obviously the most important thing Hmm. but saying that boys you've summed up every single team who wins the flag next year North Melbourne (laughs) Nicholas (laughs) Um, oh, gee, I don't know. You've thrown me on the spot here uh, very early. Um, of course it is, but we like early predictions. That's what we're all about. Yeah, I reckon I reckon he, maybe the Bulldogs. I think the Bulldogs have a chip on their shoulder. They'll come out firing next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the Tigers, to be honest. I think, yeah, good draft hand as well. So there might be another three-peat on the way, which is very good. And I think Gordo's got his mic in, but just give me the one finger if you think the Tigers as well. Yep, he's given me the middle <laughs> finger. Perfect. Hey, I'll give you guys all A pluses because this has been a lot of fun the last couple of weeks that doing this. And I appreciate everyone's help for doing it. I appreciate everyone who's logged on and had a listen, sent abuse. We love it all. Um, I can't thank you enough. Gordo, 
the uh, the producer, the number one man. He's been doing a great job, and uh, I can't thank him enough. So everyone, stay tuned. We're going to have all all the news, all the content you want. AFL Forty Live on uh, Instagram, and then our app, obviously Forty Live. So get on there and uh, get all the news. We're going to be keeping you update all off season. No off season for us. We're always there. We're always open. We love it. And uh, contact us anytime on Twitter, and we will do our best to reply. We love you all. Thanks for joining us. We'll speak to you soon.